Trigger warning, this episode contains discussions of sexual assault and rape. Hey. Happy Sunday, yes. I would just like to say it is Sunday at 1.34 and I do not have any mimosas in my system. Just FYI. That's sad. Girl. I'm drinking Chelsea's favorite tea. Ugh, girl, don't put yourself on punishment <laughs> like that. <laughs> Y'all, the first time I told Chelsea I was drinking tea, the level of, like, disappointment and hurt and confusion in her voice was literally so astounding. I was just laughing so hard. I like, it's was... still painful to think about. You were like, why? Like, why? I know. I like, like, I ain't. <laughs> you're like, when you're not feeling well, this is the best your system can take. You know what it is? It's because it's the end of an era. It's the end of, like, drinking reheated coffee at a diner until <laughs> three or four in the morning and it's yes. just like we're not those people anymore because we're women of a certain age at this point yeah and, and i have high systems... blood pressure so i can't even like i can't do the caffeine the coffee like girl i can't well okay well this is i mean on friday i was driving far away so i was like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna treat myself it was a thousand degrees so i'm gonna treat myself to an iced coffee which this is another issue that I probably need therapy for, but haven't gotten to yet. But I don't know why I do this, but I'm always like, you know, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get an iced coffee. I'm going to put a little cream in it. I am a black coffee drinker, a hot, black, strong, bold roast coffee drinker. Every time I always try something new. I never like it. I end up giving it to my husband. He's like, what do I want this $6 milky sugary oh, latte okay. for? But I try every time. But anyway, that's besides the point. I got an iced coffee. At 3.30, I literally didn't sleep that night. Like, I didn't sleep. That was Friday night. I didn't sleep until last night. Oh, my gosh. Because of the coffee. I I used to drink a cup of coffee to get myself to sleep. Okay? Girl. But anyway, that's just what made, that's, that's <sighs> what made me think about when you said you were drinking tea. Yes, yes. <laughs> um. So, where have you been? Girl, I've been in the woods, honey. I have yes. been in the I have woods. missed you because you I, have not been incommunicado. I, girl, I have not been incommunicado. So, girl, so last week was spring break and then Easter, right? Woo-hoo. He is risen, okay? And then, so my daughter was off. I'm trying to, like, get as much work done as possible because it's also the beginning of the month. And the beginning of the month and the end of the month are always intense. And then my daughter's on spring break. And then we're down the shore. And then this weekend, we went to a place called Raystown Lake. It's in Pennsylvania. Mm. I don't even know. It's like west. <laughs> west. And we were, when I say okay. I was in the woods, I mean like the literal, I was like in the woods inside a camper. Mm. I mean, how I did was. you feel about that? So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were with really great friends, so that's nice. But, like, like if you saw my hair right now, Amber, mm-hmm. and you knew that I stepped out of my car to get gas, you would probably have a lot of words for me. Like, you <laughs> you would be putting me on punishment on the thing. Um, and I was, like, the other – the thing about that is it's kind of like, well, what am I supposed to do, like, at – the lake where like the shower mm. is like a trickle of like water. You don't wash your hair. You don't even try. Like no. I'm, if I'm somewhere that doesn't have water pressure, like I, I can't because it's not even worth it. Well, even when we go down the shore, I can't even wash my hair in the camper. So I have yeah. to like go to like the bathhouse and girl, you know how I feel about getting outside after I've showered. I don't like that. Mm. But so that, so girl, I was, I was far, far away. I just got home. It was like, a, it was like a three and a half hour trek, but we made it. Mm, wow. <laughs> that no, honestly, so what? much of that gave me flashbacks of the Navy, though. Like, oh. so, so Wait a minute. much of it. Wait a minute. <laughs> the, oh, my gosh. So the Navy was like that every day? Yes. Looking crazy. No. Ha- like, in boot camp or just, like, working hard. You're sweating. You have to have a hard hat on. Do you feel like they do that on purpose so that you don't look cute so you don't get sidetracked? Yes, I do. Well, that's rude. Because you know what? I feel like when you look better, you feel better. Right, exactly. The Navy's mm-hmm. just trying to break you down. It is. I'm saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um. So, what did you do this weekend? Were Are you saying that you weren't in the woods? No, no. Um, <laughs> I was not. Um, I had a meeting for the Legion today, 
and um, girl, so there are arsons going on in Goolsboro, Pennsylvania. <gasps> okay, there is a man setting fire to buildings here. Um, he is, he has set four fires now. I think one went off this morning. So all of them have been vacant buildings. Wait, how do you know it's a man? Do they know who because, it is? Because one of the people whose business, he like vacant building he burned down, um, had a ring camera in there. So, wow. like, you can see, um, like, you can see, I don't, I, like, people are thinking whoever it is or whatever, but, like, there's pictures of him and stuff like that or whatever, but it's, the police haven't caught him, and there's been sightings of him, like, running in the woods, and the one he burned yesterday, I believe, was, like, in broad daylight, like, middle of the day. What is, I forget what the psychosemantics are for Oh, no, like, psychopath, like, you're you're crazy and he's escalating because i mean he had one fire then the next like there's no time in between and now he did a fire where somebody actually lived you know wait a minute i thought you were saying he was burning like like abandoned buildings he's burning people well he wasn't he like three of the buildings that were burned were abandoned but the last one he tried to burn today had people like somebody lived there i don't know if they were home or not i've been trying to get the gossip i don't know but Girl, well, first of all, I'm disappointed you don't have the whole cup of tea, but that's Girl, okay. We'll when I out. say I have been, like, investigator Snoopy with this whole thing, it's crazy. I mean, I've been on everybody's Facebook, reading comments. Girl, because people are saying it's, like, this one guy, and so one of the owners of the, one of the buildings posted about it and was like, oh, I'm coming to get him or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody was like, are you being a vigilante? And I don't know why, Chelsea, but this, this line took me out for the whole rest of the day he was like when he was like when somebody burns your property it changes you and i don't know i like i would just like, okay like, okay like, what? <laughs> like, okay rambo we're rambo he's like you know what that was a step too far but i mean i guess like Girl, so wait the so then so it gets it's it's deeper guys okay because my town is a wreck um so then <laughs> On the same Facebook post, I'm reading, and the guy who everybody thinks it is, his dad comments on it, and he's like, this isn't my son, he's in Florida, like, he didn't do this, he hasn't lived in, in town for, like, since January, his ex-wife started this rumor, she's the one going around saying it's him, and, like, all this stuff, and then he, somewhere else, he said, oh, I sent all the information to, like, the state troopers, like, I've been in contact with them, it's not my son, or whatever, so... Girl, I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but my friend that I went to high school with said that after one of the fires, she saw him because she was coming out of her house. She saw him running through, like, the swamp. She saw him running through the swamp. Mm -hmm. You know what? You know what I do know, Amber? <laughs> As the sands of time what? draw slowly <laughs> through, these are the days of our lives in Scranton, PA. Oh no, no, this is in this is in Goolsboro. This is Goolsboro. Same thing though, right? What are we talking well, about? Well, Goolsboro is a is a village and um it's it's a whole lifetime away. You know, it is it's a whole vibe away. Like it's completely different. Like you're culture. kind of like this would happen in Goolsboro. I mean, I'm so I'm shocked. Like I'm like, oh my God. You know. Well, because that's really intense, but there was some sort of, I can't remember what it is, but like, 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 for example, you know, when somebody stabs somebody, they're like, this is always a crime of passion. Like, there's always yeah. some sort of, like, well, arson is a sexual crime. So um, he's sexually frustrated. So, well, or he gets like... turned on from the fire or from looking at the fire or from, like, watching people get it, put it out. Like, it's all, all kinds of things, but they get, like, a sexual gratification from that yikes and they tend to escalate and it can like some uh some serial killers did arson before they became killers like they you know burn things um because there's like a trifecta you know you killed animals as a kid you burn stuff and then oh god i can't remember what the third one is and like those are like the makings of like a killer so like if you're doing those things, so I, I just do feel as though there are other ways, like, like maybe you <laughs> can get like a portable fireplace and like get freaky, like in front of it. You know what I mean? Like, why does it have to be building? <laughs> These are the things I, I think about. Right, right. Like there are ways to like get yourself together. Care of, you know what I mean? 
girl i don't know it, it's wild it is definitely days of our lives like it has days been of, crazy days of ghoulsboro yeah no <laughs> <laughs> oh all right cool. so guys that uh, did you want to say something else about that <laughs> what else can you say no girl no so this month is a month of military child of the military child i think the name is weird like well, i think it sounds very dramatic month of the military child of the military child like the yeah yeah so the department of defense is observing april as a month of military child and will highlight programs resources and services available to support the overall well-being of military children, youth, and teens. So, like, being a military kid, which we call a brat, so me and Chelsea were both Army brats, you know, it's a whole different lifestyle. Like, it is a whole different thing. And you know that only recently they made it so that all of the schools on base have the same, like, academic calendar? So, like, if you switch schools, you have, like, a better chance of being relatively in the same place. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, that wasn't something that existed for a while. Well, so my, the schools I always ended up in, there weren't, like, schools on base. Like, there were daycares, but there weren't, like, elementary schools. Like, if you had to go to the elementary school, you had to leave base to go to the public elementary school. Oh, okay. But I feel like that would have been great to have had a school on base. I always wanted to go to base school. I never went. No, because you went to private school. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, like all i wanted to do was just go to school on base I, mean, go to, like, I just want to go to school <laughs> girl i know but I, I don't know if have we ever talked about like on the podcast that we were both military children i don't so think we, so not really well we were my sister and i to this day talk about like different things that we both have like different types of or parts of our nature that i'm like this has to be because we were military like, yeah. I, for example, I am horrible, horrible at keeping in touch. Like, if I leave... she Guys, she's terrible. No, like, I'm terrible. I'm horrible. But, like, and my sister said, she's like, yeah, because you would leave. And, like, if you were trying to keep in touch, you were just so sad. So you had to, like, move on. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh my God. But I, I really do think that's okay. because... Courtney with the insight. I know. Courtney with the, like, emotional and mental wherewithal to, like, figure out my problems right or like or like the ability to cut people off like you have this too we're like like, you have to be pushed really 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 hard and far but once you're pushed like the person might as well be dead right i think it becomes again because it's like it's almost like mentally you have to protect yourself from having to just up and leave relationships all of a sudden well and nobody cared about your little relationships like no it was And that was, like, when I was writing the script for this week, I was thinking, I was just, like, nobody cared about us as military kids. Like, it was never a consideration about your feelings, even though, like, you can't change it. But, like, still, like, hey, how do you feel about this? Or, like, we know this sucks. Or, you know, I know that you have to leave your best friend, and I'm really sorry about that. It was always, like, oh, you'll make new friends. Like, oh, you know, you've done it before, you know, whatever. Like, they just, it just was never really consideration about how we felt about it. And, like, it it's hard. It's really hard. Like, and I look at how, like, girl, I remember leaving New Jersey. And when I moved from New Jersey to Illinois, I literally had an emotional, like, I think I had, like, problems. Like, legit problems. Like, I was, like... Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I didn't know how to, like, express myself because, like, my parents knew I was sad and they were kind of like, okay, I'm sorry that you're sad. Like, yeah, it is what it yeah. is. So I was like, how do I, like, show that I'm mad? Like, what do I do about it? It was really difficult. And then three years after that, after I had, like, settled, made friends, become like, this mm. is what's up. Then all of a sudden it was like, hey, guess what? I, I'll never forget. My parents told me in a McDonald's um parking lot they're like guess what we're moving back to new jersey and i was like wait what and i instantly started sobbing mm-hmm. my dad's like what's the problem like you love new jersey like that's you, you grew up your were whole life. so sad when you first came here i was like, my best you friend had Bianca, this whole life i did like you were and and your school was just so much better than the school than the school, the school you came to incredible. and then i just felt so bad that like 
it was always my dream to go to a school like yours to where you could be in band and choir and like you know track and just everything anything you could think of you could do like i took um, opera lessons from a right yes vocal yes. course coach but like because there and was, then you yeah. come to like our school i know i know and then yeah and my ride or die so no but like and i just but you're right and it was like especially like the parents and like i think of how it affected my mom because like she grew up in a small town where she knew everybody and then she's in this military life where she just like all she wanted was friends like she just wanted to have people to hang out with and girl it is hard on these kids and you're right nobody really like it's kind of like yeah okay it is what it is like keep it moving well like and my education suffered horribly because I changed school so many times in elementary school and like every school I went to they were doing something different and like you know, one school we're learning multiplication, another school they're already on division, you know, and I was just uh, like a wreck. I didn't know what was going on. And then I don't know if you know this, Chelsea, but there's different alphabets um, that you learn in school that are were cursive alphabets. And if you wrote your penmanship in the wrong alphabet, it was just wrong. So like I was failing penmanship because I had like four different alphabets in my little brain. Oh my gosh. write cursive i i literally to this day i will never write cursive because like i just won't because you're traumatized i am and i remember they would be like you're only gonna write in cursive when you're an adult and i'm like i don't <laughs> you're like i refuse at this I point refuse. now I, i'm not going to write cursive ever just for the principle of the matter right how many how many schools did you go to or how many times did you move well i went to five different high schools <laughs> i moved i only moved from New Jersey to Illinois so that I was actually really lucky because of the type because of like the department that my dad was in mm-hmm. we didn't have to move everyone else like all my neighbors they moved every two years so I moved one from Jersey to Illinois and then from Illinois back to Jersey so like I moved okay. twice yeah how many times did you move 10 I think oh something like that yeah that is in that like think of that and do you know the top because you went to five high schools i think i went to like five elementary schools yeah i went to five high schools the top three most stressful things on the human body like internationally like as a whole are finances moving and divorces right and i feel like for a child to experience the pressure and stress of moving 10 times well, I was I was watching something and it was talking about like things that you need therapy, a big deal, and it was like moving, and yeah. and I was like, oh, and I was thinking about that and I was like, yeah, that would have been nice, you know, because yeah. it well, so many military kids are bad, they're terrible, naughty, like, they're always in trouble with like the law guys, like in in big trouble, always doing something, always doing something. Weren't. We were no. all like, what are y'all doing? I know. Like, <laughs> I know. Girl, but I... It, but it, you know, your parents are gone. It, you're you're crying out for help, and nobody's listening. Well, and I feel like if we're going to get, like, into the thick of it, a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times, military parents are emotionally unavailable. Like, my Ooh, dad girl. is, like, I mm. love my dad so much. We're very close now. But when I was a kid, we – to say that there was struggle and – right. To say that me and my mom's relationship was tumultuous would be the very lightly. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like the very, like the understatement of the year. And I think it's because of the stress that. Yeah. They're they're all around and they close off. And they close off. But like the things that my dad dealt with on a daily basis, fully know what my dad did because they're not allowed to talk about it. Period. And then he has to come home and be like, act like he cares about you know that i'm upset because i have no friends when he's dealing with like the weight of the country's problems <laughs> like on it's just like it is it's it's extremely difficult and i feel like military parents are closed off so you do you have these kids out here like not getting attention and not i you know i'm not blaming military parents i think right, it's no, part of the sacrifice no, yeah. that they make like, but it's just, it does, it affects the kids in a huge way. And you're, cause you're right. There's like a stereotype, but it's so, girl, all my little bad friends were, were on base. Oh, of course. Of course. Like, all of them. I, I can't. 
I'm like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> y'all can get in trouble. Right. That, like, I'm like, no, my mom, please, no, my mother's going to kill me. So yeah, y'all my mom you, will like, whip my behind. Right, your, exactly. Yours might not. My mom, my, Cheryl will. don't care. No. And her paddle has her name on it. So like, I'm not playing no games with Cheryl. No, no. <laughs> but you're right. And girl, I, so, to be honest with you, I'm 37 years old. I didn't even know that military children had a month. But I think it's really great to bring some awareness to this and to even think, like, if you do live near a military base, I would love to be some sort of advocate or encouragement to kids, like, because I know there's youth groups on military bases to kind of go and be like, listen, like, just keeping it real, like, this is really hard. It is. it is. It's really hard. Yeah. You have no control over it. So, like, right. how can we encourage you? Like, I know you probably are dying for some attention and some love. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ugh. I no, I mean, that is so true. And your parents are so busy and you are like, you're, you raise yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and you sure do you and those MPs girl. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, me not riding my bike with my helmet on was like, apparently the MPs favorite thing to, to bother anybody about. On base. Oh my gosh. Me and my friends walking onto the baseball diamond at 8 PM and being accused of having some orgy. Oh my like, goodness. I was like, we're fully clothed. I can't. I can't. I was like, no. What? We're literally walking outside. What's happening? I was like, y'all don't have anything better to do. I know. Isn't there a fire somewhere? <sighs> or like, I can't. Yeah. Girl, okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, it just, we had a wild life. And when I tell people that like, I, how many schools I went to, or the fact that I like changed schools my senior year, like they're so blown away. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe. And you could do that. And I was like, you don't have a choice. Like, you just have to do it. You do. And, like, adapt fast so that you can enjoy the rest of your year. (laughs) Like, Well, and that's – you kind of have to make the choice. Like, am I going to adapt and keep it moving and, like, enjoy some semblance of, like, what's left of senior year? Or am I going to sit here and be upset, which I have every right to do? And you do. You, like, have to make the decision. And Right. Ugh. It's it's not easy. Yeah. Oh, God. When I left you – I saw, oh god, I was crying all the time. I remember being like, really though, like right now, like dude, we're not I was stay. no, I was pissed. Well, so was I. I was like, oh, like senior, like I get it, like senior, like girl. I thought I had it bad when I moved in the summer of my junior year, girl. I was like, we're moving dead center of senior year though. Like we're moving, like really making this decision. Yeah, because I started school late up here, like because um. By the time I started school and stuff, like, school had already started. But the thing about it is, though, you ended up being really popular, so that kind of worked out for you. <laughs> it did. I love that. I was talking about that. It was great. And you got to go to a public school, so you were I like, did. your dream. But it was definitely still, like, such a crazy... And, girl, it's a different world up there. You, like, I feel like where, where you... Oh, no, I definitely had a culture shock. Like, yeah. absolutely. Because even still, you'll talk to me about stuff like it's normal. I'm like, don't act like yeah. we grew up like Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> Like, our school that Chelsea and I went to was very diverse. Like, very, very diverse. You had some of everybody. Um, And I came up here, and there was five black people in, like, the whole school. Five black people. And there was was also, like, like, how many people in the school? There was, like, hundreds, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was – and also, like, when you – when the school side – like, I went from our class – how many people were in our class? Twelve? Twelve, maybe. (laughs) And then I went to a class that had 250. Just the class. Yeah, just a class. Girl, what? <laughs> I know. But then, like, see, and then Bless again, <laughs> even if you did have a, a parent that isn't super busy and there isn't trauma or whatever, just even that alone is so much on somebody that age, you know? When, yeah. like, think of the girl, think of the things that we went through at that age and how it was, like, the end of the world for oh. like the smallest thing and then you have that it really yeah. is like no one well, and when we moved now. it it totally changed my college plans like a hundred i wanted to go to go away to school and stuff like that and then by the time i moved my senior year and everything i was like i i literally want to live at home i don't want to go anywhere like well yeah because at this point it's been way too much right <laughs> right much. exactly oh my gosh Girl, it's, that is so wild to think about Oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, we're talking about being military kids and stuff and it's April sexual assault awareness month. So it's also military sexual trauma month, which is what they call like after you have are assaulted in a military, that's what they call it. Um, MST. So I was a victim advocate when I was in the service 
and it's like it's a problem you know it's just such a huge issue and I feel like finally now women are being supported um and getting the resources that they need but for so long like they just weren't you know and everything was swept under the rug and it you know, and it's still a, a boys club and everything like that. But the statistics are just terrible, you know. Right. And, and there's still people who think that, you know, women are making it up or, or whatever. Yeah, that's what I want to do is pretend like I've been sexually assaulted and humiliate right. myself. Exactly. And, Thank and you. really, really, really terrifying and personal questions to other men. That's Like, exactly does this look fun right. to anybody? Like, why would you do that? I Why would genuinely you do don't know. And like, girl, when you were just saying about like the statistics, I was looking at the statistics and I, I like had this overwhelming feeling of like, and how many women haven't even come forward and said anything because of what we were just talking about. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. there is no real advocacy or help, like nine out of 10 basis, like forget it. You're not going to be received with care or like even by another woman like they're not even going to guarantee right. no, another woman right, would exactly. be there to like kind of help you process what happened and go over the report and everything so i'm thinking about how high these statistics are and i'm like and this probably isn't even half of like yeah. the actual amount of people who have experienced sexual assault and the trauma that comes with that right no exactly it's it, it's horrific you know and uh, the theme of this year's Sexual Assault Awareness Month is Foundations for the Future, and it aims to envision a future without sexual violence through healthy relationships and safer communities. So some of the crazy stats Chelsea was talking about was every 60 seconds, an American is sexually assaulted. Every nine minutes, um, the victim is a child. Okay. Meanwhile, only 25 out of every 1,000 perpetrators will end up in jail. And... Rates of false reports are consistently very low, ranging from 2 to 10%, which is the same as other crimes. Um, men accused falsely of crime of rape are, like, they, it is horrible, you know, and I think that people should be punished if they do that. But it's so rare that it's, like, it becomes the focal point of sexual assault, becomes the, you know, the false reports. And it's just so rare and it just is a scapegoat to not really talk about the whole issue, you know? Um, right. And I, I don't know where I heard this and I think I've said this on the podcast before, but someone said that look at the way, look at what crimes a country punishes the harshest and that, that will tell you like it's morals. And yeah, I well, think that about that. Yeah. And I think about that when I think about like, all this talk about wanting to protect our kids. And I'm like, yes, but people don't even go to jail for rape or it's like a slap on the wrist or child molestation or like, you know, anything in this realm, they're not going to jail for it. They're not, it's not serious. You know, like people are still going to jail for, for stupid things that are longer than rape, you know, and sexual assault. Well, and you think about that, like, so right now in Philadelphia, there is a crazy, like, the murder rate, the gun rate has been at a completely different level, right? So for what I do, there's a lot of dispatchers that, you know, we're, we speak to, and they literally say, they're like, the police are so overcome with calls that they focus, the the the, the calls that they focus on or the stops that they're stopping is for guns and for people like violent crimes like that. So like if you are driving around with like 18 pounds full of fentanyl filled cocaine, they're not even super worried about that right now because they're trying to control like the guns and like the assault and the murder and all of that stuff. And it's like, so if you think about that, it's like how many, and I, I'm not neither here nor there with the police. I'm just saying like when there is so much crime and it's so overrun, like, and they, that they're not even focusing on certain yeah. crimes like i we have well, and problem. that's the thing and I, and I think that's what kind of feeds into people's belief of false reporting because like charges will be dropped or charges will never be filed against somebody or like the police won't investigate and people will assume that oh she was lying that's why you know that's why charges were never filed it wasn't true and it's like no number one a lot of police departments are overwhelmed we have a rape kit backlog but also at the same time they're not even investigated. 
you know, to even prove if they're false or not, but they're just not investigated. And it's just not taken seriously, you know, well, and the not. thing, and when people are these predatory rapists, they keep raping people, you know? And so like you have one person coming into the police station and maybe if you actually investigated that, you would know that this person raped four other people. Well, you know? and I don't understand why people who are raping kids, raping women, raping anybody. I don't understand why rape is like, maybe you might get a trial. You might get six months probation. And then somebody for like the wrong amount of weed can go away for five years. Yeah. Like minimum. And that's low. I like, to me, that will never make sense. Like you physically assaulted somebody and you're just like, maybe, maybe you're in jail for 60 days. Probably not though. And it's probably just probation. Like Brock Turner was caught red handed raping a woman who was unconscious. In the midst. He admitted raping her. We knew he raped her. The judge knew he raped her and he got six months in jail and spent three months in jail. And I remember, wasn't he the one that somebody was like, the, the, um, the judge was like, this will ruin his life. Yes. Yes. Everyone was like, what about the girl who will never look at sex the same again? And she's a child. Like she's, what are we, 19? Right. What about her life? I'm sorry. Like the second you rape somebody, your life, your, the importance of your life and how it's affecting your life is no longer my priority. Period. And who said, like, who thinks that? Like this is a predator. He needs to be in jail. And you're like, oh, I don't want to ruin your life. He did that for himself. That's what I'm saying. And you know what? Like, you know what I'm concerned about? I'm concerned about, like, like Cynthia Brown. Isn't her? Or Cynthia. Uh, Cynthia. Cynthia Brown. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned about her where, like, you know what's going to affect the rest of her life and her mental state and her emotional state is right. the fact that she had to kill her rapist to free herself from sexual right. slavery. Okay. Right. That's who I'm concerned about for like ruining their life. I'm and any, and any person that is under 18 who is doing sex work, they're not a, a sex worker or prostitute. They're like, they're a child yeah, and they're, they're probably being trafficked. Like, when, you know, when girls are in that lifestyle, like that's not a consensual thing. Like these girls are being trafficked. And it's also you know? not something that you just leave. Right, like <laughs> so you just don't get to just say like, actually, no, not for me. Um, no, thank you. Like, well, where would you go right now, Chelsea? If you didn't have an ID, you don't have a car, you don't have any clothes. Like, you had everything, you know, just the clothes on your back. You just walk out your house, and you're supposed like you're in a completely different state or country. Like, what are you supposed to do? Well, I, and especially when <laughs> I know that I'm making somebody money, and that if I get away, it's going to be a right. problem. Right? I don't know the bushes. I don't what? know. <laughs> But like that's I it it's wild to me and I think that it's insane and I I hate that somebody can literally assault like sexually assault somebody and kind of like yeah. get away with it. Well there's like, been people in the military thing. who have been found guilty of rape, found guilty and have still remained in the military, not really received any punishment, not like nothing. There has been mo- like people who have been found guilty of rape and gotten a slap on the wrist. And it's and it's like what? you know oh it was only rape oh okay bro what i it will never make sense to me <sighs> girl ugh, no I me neither so on something funny um <laughs> so the i don't know if you guys saw this this article but i went recently went into a friend's house and there was so many words and phrases all over the house and it and it literally looked like <laughs> like just pinterest threw up oh you know and, it, and there was no sense of like word flow no there was no and there was no kind of flow to the to the de- decor it was just like oh I, I these signs are popular i bought them i hung them up and so this happened recently and then i saw this article and it is about how live laugh love overkill and I literally was dying. And it says basic decor with lots of words, finding my own personal style. <laughs> Abs- <laughs> of, like, oh my God. So, okay. This, it, Chelsea, what do you about it? No, I, I want you to know that there is a picture frame in my home that says live, laugh, love. And I bought it for my mom. <laughs> and my mom literally said, my mom thought it was cheesy. But she was like, really? I'm going to keep it up, though, because it's, like, pictures of my grandkids. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ew. But, like, damn. if you 
I wonder, like, if you walked into any home in my neighborhood right now, I, well, I want you to know, I've actually been in two homes in my neighborhood, one of which, one of which has Live, Laugh, Love. Yes. Stenciled on the wall. Stenciled. Stenciled. Stenciled, girl. Stenciled. And I'm like, it, it really is, <laughs> girl, a chokehold. This phrase has a chokehold on the homes of America. Because <laughs> that's all people want to do. They want to live, laugh, and love. No, and, and I just don't understand how we got here. <laughs> Me either. Like, all who, of a sudden, it was just word all over everything. Who coined this phrase? Who wrote this? And it was just so boring. Well, and it is just phrases. It's like writing. Or you can get like, I mean, I don't know what's worse though. Is it like the phrases and like the writing everywhere? Or is it like the random pictures of like a house inside the house? <laughs> this like, is always the biggest is joke to me. Like, right. Like, why are we taking this? Whenever picture? I see pictures in people's house that's not like art or like their family, I'm like, like, who is this? Like, who's like, what is this? Like my parents have a picture in their hallway of a home inside our home. Like it's somebody's house. <laughs> like somebody painted this house yeah. and then they framed it. And my parents were like, I'm buying that. This is it. This is, <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I fell into it though. I did. So like after I got divorced and I was like, wanted to decorate my house and stuff like that, I didn't really, I just was so excited that I could decorate my whole own space. Yeah. But then I was like, I don't, I didn't know what to do with it. And I didn't, and I had stuff. And then I was like, I don't actually like this. Right. And you know, and I kind of, and that was the same thing with my clothing and everything. And I kind of did like this whole like personal style seeking thing, like personal decor. Like what did, like what vibe was I really going for that I liked, you know? Like what now, is your decor? Right. And wasn't like popular or, you know, anything like that and stuff. But I love antiques. I love wood. Um, I love my house to not look like anybody lives there. Like Kim Kardashian's house. That's my dream. Just empty. Just like a couch. I, beige yes oh my god yeah if i could get away with a beige couch i, I love it cream beige mm, taupe all those colors well i got a beige couch but i only got a beige couch because my my carpet is basically a rainbow and my um walls are like, like, like what were you gonna do your wall <laughs> i actually tell me i did not know how teal your walls were until you sent me the picture of the well, um, it because i just painted them Oh, okay. Because I literally was like, did I not notice this the last time I was No, there? you didn't notice anything in my house because everything's builder grade and white. <laughs> so I painted them teal. It's called <gasps> Moscow Midnight, okay? Mos oh, Moscow Midnight. Period. Um, But I feel like you're, you're right. And you know what? This is something that I think is interesting because, like, I feel like I had my house and I couldn't afford to decorate it. I was super house poor because I was young. I had yeah, no right. yeah. real job. I was working at hair cuttery. Thank you. Um... <laughs> So I had like no, whatever, no style. And then like, I would always be like, I don't know how to decorate. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And it's so funny because now all of a sudden when you're this age, you're kind of like, now I know exactly like what I want to decorate. I know exactly what, and it's, it's, it's crazy. The trends that come up and you see people like, I look at people like the one house I was in, it's straight up farmhouse and we yeah. live in Delaware County. Pennsylvania. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. About. 20 minutes outside of center city so like what are we right. doing here with the farmhouse right. i don't know <laughs> i don't know right. your yard your yard is about two feet wide and about one feet long one foot long so like what are and we if you actually lived in a farmhouse like i would love to own land and live in like a little old farmhouse and it looked like an antique old farmhouse oh i would yeah. absolutely love that Pretty but i just sure. don't see the point of like my house looking like like, and I love antiques and I have a whole bunch of old stuff because I got, I, I inherited a bunch of stuff from my grandmother. Well, and I love and... the way that you've placed your antiques because they don't, your house doesn't look like weird and elderly. It looks like, oh my gosh, like really cool pieces in oh like my a God. very functional home. Did I tell you about when Joseph called somebody's house old? <gasps> no. Oh my, so <laughs> What do you mean? So Joseph, it was a new guy at his command or or whatever. And like he went over his house and joseph said that it was decorated very like antique -y, like old right and he said it kind of looked like he got stuff from like his grandmother or grandpa like he inherited his house and so i guess they were eating or drinking something and it was china so joseph asked like did you get this from your grandmother 
And like, he took it as like an insult, like 100%. Like Joseph hates my style, like uh, all this stuff or whatever. But that's really funny. That Joseph's like, like, I'm sorry that I love my grandmother. And she like has, well, that was the thing. That's what he said. He literally, right. his, his China is from his, my grandmother. Like that's where our China's from. Right. So, so like, is your China from like Wayfair or like, is apparently, your from... I guess. <laughs> oh my God. Don't be offended. But girl, you're right. It's real. And it's crazy out here how people really are like taking the time to decorate and they're just like decorating like they're taking whatever they're seeing and they're not decorating themselves. Yeah. Like their their personal style isn't in it. I feel like I finally now know where I could be like, wow, I actually like really don't like that. Or like, wow, I actually like No, same girl, same. And feel okay, just like Nah, I'm, I'm good. I don't like that. Yeah, and, like, here's the deal. Joanna Gaines, you have all my respect, all my love, all my adoration. But, like, even if Joanna Gaines makes it I'm, and I don't like it, I'm okay to say it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, for example, the whitewashed walls, All I can't. I can't. It makes me nuts. <laughs> it's not functional in my house. Everyone was like, why are you trying to paint your walls so dark? Your house oh my is God, really I, small. I want my walls dark so bad. I want black walls. I feel like if you keep the trim white, if you have a small house, it's totally fine. It's not like I don't have a window. And also, well, the thing I, is, you know, if your I house, have, is, you know, your house. If your house is small, you know it's small. Like that's what I'm saying. Like let it's it not, be it's small and bigger, right? Yeah, it's not like I'm going to paint it white. Like painting it white hasn't made it feel bigger. And also, I've got kids. I've got dogs. I I can barely walk without tripping on a normal day myself. Okay, right. I literally just painted over a massive coffee stain where I tripped over (laughs) oxygen and fell and my coffee launched out of my hand, smashed against the wall and then stained my wall. Like I literally just painted over that. So like, I would love to say like, Oh yeah, I've got kids and dogs. I've got kids, dogs and myself that I like can't afford to just be walking around and having white walls. So I know I'm I'm sure everyone's probably concerned about my beige couch. Don't worry about a protection plan. Okay. Five years. I was wondering if it was like one of those water resistant ones. It's really easy to clean. You can take the the covers oh, off the, the covers. Couch okay, yeah. And then I bought a protection plan to where like I am girl have it online, right? But I called the lady twice. And I was like, I need oh, you, you to say this. this. And I girl, I asked her if she was okay being recorded. I recorded Oh, tell, oh my god. <laughs> Wait, you were dead ass about this beige couch. With this beige couch. And first of all, it wasn't like super expensive, but it was expensive for me. It was like $1,600. So I'm like, okay, I have to. That's expensive. That's what I'm saying. I had to finance it. But then I'm like, I'm going to also buy the protection plan. So I just want to hear from you that if I call you, because the protection plan, you it covers any stain, scratch, hardware issue. So I called her and I said, I want you to know you're being recorded. Are you okay with that? She said, yes. And I said, so if I call you twice a month with stains, that's okay. She was like, yes, it covers all stains. I was like, okay, so there is no limit to how many times I can call you a month because I want my couch clean and I have kids and it's beige. And she was like, that's fine. I was like, okay, you have been recorded. So I feel like as though it's going to be perfectly legal and it will hold up in court if they try to play me. I had a beige carpet in my house. And and people were like, oh, why, like Jacqueline or whatever. Know who messed it up? My landlord walked in here with muddy boots <gasps> and ruined my carpet. Girl, I was so mad. My beige carpet. Did you say something to your landlord? Were you like, are you, you got this? Or Girl, like... I, did, I didn't feel good. Okay. And she like kind of just came in. Right. And like, girl, I was in like, I looked crazy. Yeah, like, I know. Girl, I know. Like we do when we don't feel well. Right. And I'm pretty sure I was laying down because like, like, I don't think I knew this was happening. And she kind of just like walked in and I was like, what the fuck? Well, first of all, that's <laughs> illegal. <laughs> and also, thank you for that. That's what that's ah. what my mother said, too. Right. And I was like, nope, Jacqueline didn't ruin this. Um, this is a, an, an adult, adult size head. footprint. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Girl, I am oh. so sorry about that. That is so rude. Girl. But I do. I love, like, my grandmother loved cream and white as well um and it's probably where i got it from but when I you're a grandmother you will have a cream and white home oh 100 percent. period 100 period absolutely i do i just i and i like it to look clean and i and i like it to look empty and i am okay saying that now and like because i think i feel like life is so cluttered and and bright and there's always something going on and i just like when i come home and it's just like peaceful and even with just like the sceneries like my eyes are peaceful you know girl i really um, respect that yeah i like so. mine to feel comfy I, if i if i could have my my wish 
my home would look like the inside of Jasmine's home from Aladdin. <laughs> like everything jewel toned. Oh, <laughs> everything like like all the rugs with all the Persian rugs. And, like, Your house would be the... so pretty and colorful and happy and like fun. Yeah, and sh- but like, I feel like there would be like different vibe. Yeah, and there would be different fabrics everywhere. Like... There would be different fabrics everywhere that like might not match each other, but the colors look good together. Yeah, and like really, co- that's what I'm saying. If I could have my wish one day, there would be one nothing day. white anywhere. No- <laughs> <laughs> Girl, did you see? I saw like a little clip of Kardashian's kids oh, being like, "How can we live like this? No one can live like that." And they were specifically speaking to the beigeness of it. Yeah, all. to the yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really funny, and she, and she was like, like Kim was like, "Oh, she like they hate it. Like her oldest daughter hates it and stuff." But she, Girl, her um, oldest daughter is a star. She's like a vibe already. So like, she I feel is, like yeah. if her oldest daughter hates it, I feel like. But but it's just so funny because like your kid <laughs> always comes for you, and like her, North comes for Kim with just no, and it's just hilarious. Oh, like, there, no, she's not taking no prisoners. No, she's no. not. She well, she, was, she is literally she was like I hate this house. <laughs> she is Northwest, and she was like, "How can you expect me to live like this?" Right, right. And Kim was like, <laughs> "I mean, you can go live in like one of the other five mansions on the block that right that I own. Like, right, that you Your probably already owned. have a bedroom in." Right, exactly. <laughs> so you know, just oh, girl, I would feel the same way though. I'd be like, that would make me nuts the beigeness of it all but i feel like i can absolutely appreciate coming to your house because i just know that like when we're grandmoms i feel like you'd be like i'm like girl you're living your dream right now and i'm so happy to be here also can i have a coaster so i don't spill i was we were in my room the other day it, i think it was like 7 30 in the morning it was something and i literally was like seven it was at nighttime and i was like everybody shh. i started burning incense i was like, like i was doing <laughs> And my boyfriend's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I, we gotta, we gotta, we're calming down. Okay. We're calming down. It's almost nighttime. Like everybody be quiet. We're just thinking in our own heads. We're not saying anything out loud. Like, you know, we're thinking in our <laughs> own. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Delco, I'm screaming up the stairs at my daughter to start the bath. She can't hear me. Instead of me walking upstairs, I'm screaming. Yeah, yeah. My husband is hammering something. My mom is grinding coffee. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my house. And that's I when I would like, I would go upstairs in my room. And <laughs> I know, I know. Well, that's why I feel like I'm always like Amber. I'm losing my mind. I'm like over. You're like you're overstimulated. You need no, to right. exactly like space. you do. You I do. know because of the, yeah, it's craziness all the time. It's it's chaos. It's chaos. It's a controlled chaos, but it's chaos nonetheless. I had a teacher actually this week, uh, one of my professors, and she was saying like she was just having a hard time. And she's like, some days I have a hard time like focusing like it's all just like too much there's like too many sounds and like right you know there's a conversation over here somebody's slurping their drink and i was like yeah you're overstimulated and she was like no that's not it and i was like that's, no that's exactly <laughs> i was like that's exactly what it is no um, you're like it's like 100 percent, like not even a doubt of what it is so what do you yes, mean like absolutely she said no like, that can't be it and i was like girl yes i was like <laughs> let us go home like let's cut class early today you know whatever like but, ma'am you um, specifically said someone slurping their this, drink there's right. so many sounds and you're gonna no, no because literally right <laughs> she said when it, she mentioned somebody's bottle she mentioned and then like somebody's phone i think went off or something and i was like oh she coming for y'all today yeah she's not playing games today she's it's no, too she's much not, she's not overstimulated she's just overstimulated so just yeah. like give her a minute <laughs> girl it's wild out here Oh my goodness! Girl, it really is <laughs> loud out here in these streets. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so last thing I wanted to talk about today was there is an article that came out, and I feel like this is just like who we are, right? Um, it is about politics and fashion. Um, so there's a quote in the article that says, "There's always a pol- politics to clothing choices, especially if you're a polit." political figure subject to media scrutiny. So this was written by a, how do you think you're, Nio? Um, And she served as a member of the New York State Assembly for the 65th District. She was the first Asian American to represent Lower Manhattan in a New York State legislator. So she wrote this article about it. And the focus was when, during the State of the Union, I believe when uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she wore like an all white outfit 
And it, like, of course, it went viral or whatever. And in the article, she says it represented the um, bubble from China. Oh, wow. And I literally was like, oh, my God, I didn't see that. But I see it now. I can't even look away. Yeah. Like, how beautiful. I was like, oh, my God, is that the bubble from China? Guys, she's a lunatic, guys, but we can, like, appreciate, you know, a gesture. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. like a fashion suit. Like, I was like, and I love that. And I do, I love when people, you know, represent things. And she was saying that for people like her, who are such a, you know, a public figure, infamous public figure, I'll say. Polarizing. And polarizing. You know, is it fair for her to get scrutiny about things like her clothes? Is, is that even a fair statement and stuff? You know, and there's always been you know, statements of clothing. She talks about in the article, um, Martin Luther King and how when they were marching and doing the sit-ins and stuff, they always had on suits because they wanted to look dignified and, re- and like show a statement, you know, and Absolutely. they made statements with that and things like that. And, and even in our cult, I know in previous episodes, we talked about the, um, the dress code, <laughs> um, for what was it? Minnesota, I think. Oh Yeah. That, that it came up. Yes. Like, yeah. Guys, no. One thing I read in this article, though, this pissed me off. Okay. So apparently the heat, the heat is set to a low temperature so that men in suits don't get hot. And so this is why women are normally cold places. And they talk, she talked about when she was in the legislature that they wanted to change the air because like the women were absolutely freezing and they wouldn't do it. And, like, I literally was thinking about that, and I was like, how women are always cold everywhere. Right. And, and I, I, you know, I assume men and women are different, so I just assume that, like, we obviously like a different temperature, whatever. But I was like, I never thought that it was set so that they could have a suit on. Well, me either. I was like, that's And, and I've actually thought of things like that where I'm like, it's got to be hot in that suit. Like, right. right. And I have, too. But I don't feel as though that the entire... Right, right, right. Just like because they're in a suit, like yeah, we can take that into consideration. But can we find a happy medium? Because this woman is in like a sleeveless blouse, right? And how many women do you know that have a heater at their desk or a heated blanket or always have a a hot tea? Yeah, like when so many women I know always have like heating stuff at their desk because they're always freezing in their office. Yeah. You're right. That's such an interesting call out and such an interesting thing. Like they like finally like put words to it. They were like, yeah, no, we, don't, right. we don't want these men re- to be hot. Right. They really did. Cause I didn't understand it, honestly. Cause I never, I was like, if all the women here are cold and people are saying like, I'm cold. What is well, I also issue? don't think that that's very gentlemanly. Cause I feel like gentlemen will be like, um, gentlemen <laughs> should definitely like, like, you know what I mean? You know, like the old school, they were like, Oh, do you want my jacket? Right? Yeah, like, yeah. you're kind of, like, always trying to, like, be a gentleman to a lady. But, like, except here, <laughs> like, you're, y'all are going to suffer. And I hope you uh, brought apparently. a sweater. Oh, my girl. Mm. I think that that is so rude. But you know what? Back, like, back to what you were saying about, um, like, how there's always, like, uh, uh, politics in fashion. Girl, I this is going to sound really simple, but it's funny how it affected me. Olivia Pope. When yes. she was, uh. like, dressing the president, and she was like, you can't. I think, girl, I don't even remember what color it was, but she was like, you cannot wear this. This is a weak color. You're giving a statement of strength to the American people. You clearly have to wear blue or like whatever the color was. Yeah. And he wore it. And it's so funny because now anytime, girl, you know, I don't be consuming the news, but anytime I do like catch news, I'm always looking at what color their tie is and I'm trying yeah. to like, match it to what they're saying. Or I'll look at like what color the woman's wearing. And I'm like, I wonder why they have this girl wearing red but they have this right right yeah and they have this you know what i mean and it's interesting when you watch it and then the same thing like kate middleton yeah right like like, everyone is always making comments about like oh this dress that she wore was a thousand dollars but then they'll be like kate middleton rewore the same dress five times or like kate middleton seen in her wellies that she's had the same pair of wellies that she's had resold for you know 10 years or whatever the case is so like there's always like Girl, you can't just put a nice outfit on. And that's going to be hard because it's like you can't come out here looking like a schlup. You know what I'm saying? When you're like right, a political exactly. figure. But then right. if you spend too much money on it, you're going to be called out. Right. Especially over there because they like fund the royal family. Ridiculous. So it's like, girl, it's hard. It's like everything you wear has to be just so. Right. 
I had on the outfit um yesterday and I loved it and I felt very me in it and I was talking to some people and I was like I wish I could dress like this every day and they're like well you can and I was like I can't like I can't I can't do my job and dress the way I would personally would like to dress every day because there's you have to be like um (laughs) yes Exactly. And like where you're like, this is so me and like my favorite vibe, but like I can't wear this to like right. an event. Cause it could be right. taken a certain way. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Girl, I get it. <laughs> I didn't in my chucks. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, girl, like, can I just wear a holy pair of ripped jeans that are about seven years old and so soft and an oversized t shirt with a lacy bralette sticking out? Can I? With my hair uh, up in a mess? Jacqueline mess-y- has her first pair of chucks now. What color are they? They're like they're flowers on the sides. How cute, girl! Is she like rocking them? Girl, she rocks them all the time. She absolutely loves them. Girl. She wore them with like her gown when we went to the um, Warrior Strong Gala a couple weeks ago, and I, I, I literally was like, "She's me!" Like this is. This I was is... like, "I'm feeling your whole vibe." It... Like... Chuck Taylor's. Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. I have a picture framed of me from prom, getting ready from prom that my mom took of me in this massive black and white gown. Side note, you did my hair for this. Um, Massive black and white gown. And I'm literally lacing up ripped to shreds, paint stained, (laughs) red Chuck Taylor. Red Chuck. Red Chucks. Girl. And I feel, but like, okay, this was speaking of the Chuck Taylors. I was talking to Matt. I was like, we have got to get Maddie. Her, like, first pair. You have to. Girl, he was like, well, you know Maddie's got a wide foot. I was like, so did I, and I still wore them. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. We didn't have to bring that up. (laughs) Right. We don't have to bring that up. God, this is not the time. This is not the time. If you honestly think that that's going to change anything, you're incorrect. Right, right. (laughs) When I lived overseas, you couldn't, you couldn't buy trucks where I lived, and so I literally had, when my brother was, came to the States, I had him, like, buy me a pair and bring them back because I needed new ones because mine just had holes in them. You're like, can you please, please yeah, pick I was some like, up I just want please. black on black. Chuck, Black please. on black. Girls, do you have black laces or white? Black. Period. They're the black, black on black ones. On black. I, I love those. I lived in those. They, they literally fell apart. Like, that's how girl i don't think i ever had one pair of chuck taylor's that i could have ever like given away they all just oh no no <laughs> they were like, like they just get wet and they just smelled and they were just like my i mom, think one of my pairs smelled and they ended up getting thrown away and i girl, washed them and my mom was like yeah this is not this is not no my favorite my all-time favorite pair that like i had fit in to the right exact comfort level were ripped down the side and they had finally ripped so bad that it was ripping into the rubber sole and no matter what I did to tie them it wouldn't stay on my foot and my mom was like I just don't understand why you wouldn't like put out the money for like a new pair like I think they're done (laughs) and I was like well if I tie this here and I remember and this is when Chuck's were were cheap I just remember her looking at me and being like just yeah because where you know I had a job she was like just buy a new pair I was like mom you don't understand anything it doesn't work like that (sighs) <sighs> the struggle, the attachment. <laughs> I know. It's real. Mm. Oh my goodness. Guys, so listen, um, before we go, I wanted to shout out the choir that I'm in. It <gasps> is called the Wally, Wally Gordon Community Singers. And we have a concert coming up, Swinging Into Spring. It's Saturday, April 30th at 6 p.m. And this is in Clark Summit United Methodist Church on Morgan Highway and Clark Summit. Hold on one second. So, I think the 30th is a Sunday. It is. Oh, I thought you said Saturday the 30th. Okay, so Sunday oh, the 30th. No, no, no. Sunday the 30th at 6 okay. p.m. Boom. All are welcome. It's fun. It's free. There's going to be music, some food, and there's also going to be a silent auction. So, Ooh, a yes. silent auction. Yes. Girl, shout out to the Wally Choir. Do you have, Do you guys ever go by um uh, an acronym? No. <laughs> no um we do not i don't know if we do i literally like half the time i can't remember what it's called girl i just like, know oh. i just know jacqueline was saying something about like do we have choir practice again or what like she no, she, it. she was and she but she doesn't so like she doesn't go because this is just my thing and so she's like oh do you have choir practice tonight oh do you have choir i'm like the one your choir well one time i was gone and she like was freaking out and crying and stuff oh. and i wasn't home and i was at choir practice so then she's like are you going to choir practice tonight? I was like, I go w- once a week. Yeah, like, 
<laughs> and, both, and it's only once a week now because we're performing on the 30th, but before it was like once every two weeks because like the men and women perform on different days. Right. Of course they do. Girl, these kids. These kids. Um, What about our three for three for three? Yes, girl, tell them what the deal is. Okay, so we we right now have an advertising deal for you. Get in where you fit in, and that's at Politics for Make It Fashion. So if you would like to uh, have your business or whatever the case might be, whatever it is you're doing, your T-shirts, your business, whatever the case, we right now have a sponsorship package for you where you, we, will adver- we will advertise your business or products on this podcast. And we call it the three, three, three deal. So for three episodes, you'll get three 30 second ads. And the cost of that, the fee is $300. Boom. Boom. Done. Done. If you want to take your marketing to the next level, reach out, DM, email, and let us know. Yes. Holla at your girls. <laughs> holla, holla. Absolutely. For $300. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't <stand> myself. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. And on that note, we will chat soon. Bye.